0: Would you turn with me to Acts chapter 1, and we'll read verses 1 to 14. As we turn to that, some also call the holiday the birthday of the church, as it commemorates the establishment of the church. Here we go, Acts 1, 1 to 14. through the apostles' teaching on the gospel and the baptism of thousands of followers. And we see here that um, it commemorates the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. If you remember that, Torah in Judaism means Pentateuch, a scroll as of a parchment. The whole Jewish law including the Old Testament and the Talmud, and instruction law. So this is what we're reading here about. Praise you, Lord. In Acts chapter 1. Okay. The former treaties have I made, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. So we see that the Lord was telling them, That they had to wait. For the Holy Spirit. And in verse 6. When they therefore were come together. They asked of him. Saying Lord. Will you at this time. Restore again. The kingdom to Israel. And he said to them. It is not for you to know. The times or the seasons. Which the father had put. In his own power. But. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. He's speaking here about that baptism, what it really is, that is the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah then in verse 9 and when he had spoken these things while they beheld he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel which also said ye men of galilee why stand you gazing up into heaven this same Jesus, which is taking up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner, as ye have seen him go into heaven. He's trying to te- these angels are trying to tell him, this is real what's happening. He's going back to heaven, and he's coming back down. In verse twelve. Then return they unto Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they will come in, they went into an upper room where abode, abode both Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, Zealotus, and Judas, the brother of James these all continued with one one accord and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brethren they heard the Holy Spirit speaking to them and telling them about this great event that was to take place telling them that this was something important and no matter how long they'd have to wait to wait for this appearance of what he was trying to tell them how it would be and it was so important and I know that we're always talking about the Holy Spirit and may get tired of hearing it but we are Holy Spirit people we have to follow the word of God now more than ever and we do fillings. It's not wrong to ask even for new infillings. No matter how many times the Lord shows you that He wants that. And believe, believe that He will use you mightily with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I know each of you have the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but you have to use it. You have to hear his voice. Let him speak to you and tell you what he is giving you to share and do for the church, for your family, and all that he gives you the power to uh, use the Holy Spirit power for whoever he shows you to. Even for the unsaved, he gives you messages and he directs you through his holy spirit that you hear him the thing is you have to be aware of the actions of the holy spirit in our lives and you know it you know it but a lot of you are not acting on it so in acts chapter 2 it's going to speak about the coming of the holy spirit on the day of pentecost and because it is uh, a celebration and it is the day of Pentecost today that's why we're saying this, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. You understand that that sentence each of us as Christians, when we pray together, we must be as they were. That's why they had to wait while they were waiting, they were praying. And the Lord was teaching them to pray with one accord. And in verse 2, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Now we know that I, I don't know. I have never seen the fire over anybody. But it doesn't mean that doesn't happen. I'm sure it does. It's spiritual. Glory to God. And it, it, why it's saying it in that fashion, to show how, how they were filled as sat upon each of them. And they were all filled. All of them who were there began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now, can you just get this in your mind as to all these people here, all these Jews from every nation under heaven? Verse 6, Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together, and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language now you know that that means so many of them were there now just the way we are, uh, are praying and speaking and we're speaking in the English language we understand we understand what we're reading and what we're praying and what we're saying but they were all different languages that is so amazing that they could each hear speak in them, them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Gal- Galileans? And how, and how hear we every man in our own tongue where when we were born? Parthians, Medes, I can't even say it, Elemanites, and the dwellers in Mesopotamia, and in Judea, and Cappado, in Pontus and Asia, and then it names those other places also in 10, in Egypt and in parts of Libya about Sarain, and strangers, even strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, priests, uh, Arabian, Imagine they mention them all, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they all were amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. In Mm. other words, they're drunk. Mm. And, but... Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, Ye men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. And we know that we are, a lot of people don't want to believe it, but we sure are in the last days. He said, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. If your children haven't received the power of the Holy Spirit as yet, just repeat this over and over, Lord God, when he says here, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, claim it on your sons, your daughters, shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, And on my servants, and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Now, these things may sound very hard, but in the Holy Spirit, it's not. He's naming there what the Holy Spirit does in us, and his promise to pour that Holy Spirit out in those days of my spirit. And they shall also prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood, which we've been reading about, the blood moon, before that great and notable day of the Lord come and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall kill on the name of the Lord shall be saved this is what the Lord stressed about the Holy Spirit and what he had for them and wanted them to receive which they did now the um the upper room spells the eternal defeat of Satan. Therefore, I don't know if you ever realized it, but that means the defeat of Satan. So never, never put a capital S for Satan. Even if that's at the beginning of a sentence. He's a real small S. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus because in the upper room spells the eternal defeat of satan through the mighty mighty power of the holy spirit thank you lord praise you jesus hallelujah Uh, and the pentecost from a greek word pentecostos and translate as 50th day the Jews celebrate Pentecost 50 days after the first Passover Seder, and Christians observe the day. Hallelujah. Some congregations decorate their churches with the color red. I never heard of that. I don't know if you ever saw any of the churches do it. Uh, what, uh, to show what is Pentecost, uh, to represent the power and fire of the Spirit. That's interesting, you know. Uh, Sunday's Pentecost observances are more than a celebration of the past. They are not merely an end to Easter or a chance to launch summer programs, hallelujah. Pentecost is an invitation to use the gifts and power of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Lord is trying to tell us, that it's never, never too late or too much to wait on the Lord and ask for new infilling if you have already been filled with the Holy Spirit. So would you turn with me to 1 Corinthians 12 and we'll read verses 1 to 12. Hallelujah. This is going to list the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, these are the gifts that will be manifested. Praise God. Verses 1 to 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God holds Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. He's saying that through his word, everyone, which is so important for us to be in the word, as I know you all are, It's through the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, that Jesus is Lord. The Holy Ghost shows us that. In verse 4, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. So there are nine gifts, which the Lord is going to uh, list here. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation. But it is the same God which works in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. In other words, for every person to profit. And he's telling us here that it's important for us to realize that sometimes some gifts will be operating in us and other times different ones and some have different gifts but they're still all the holy spirit as you will see hallelujah Uh, so uh, for one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom okay to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit so that wisdom is one the word of knowledge is second. To another, faith, number three, by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing, number four, by the same Spirit. To another, the working of mir- miracles, number five. To another, prophesy, prophecy. And uh, that is six, right? Yep. Yeah. To another, Discerning of Spirits, number seven. To another, different kinds of tongues. That's number eight. And to another, the interpretation of tongues, which is number nine. So, but all of these work that one and the only, turn the page work that one self same spirit dividing to every man severally as the Lord wants and as to what you will grab hold of for as the holy as the body is one and has many members and all the members of that one body being men many are one body so also is Christ We are that one body. Each of us have those gifts. And he's just reminding us to use the gifts. And they will vary. They will vary as the Holy Spirit comes on us and tells us these things. We will know to act on the power of the Holy Spirit, which I truly believe is in each of you, because you've been in the Word and been in the church for a long enough time that you are filled already with the Holy Spirit. But I believe that we can ask for a new infilling because we sure need it now more than ever. If not for us and our families, but for others that the Lord teaches us to use the gifts to being, to give out that healing that he does want to use his people for. And for every single gift, as he had said here, he gives us that wisdom to know what are the gifts, you know, and the knowledge by the same spirit, faith, healing, he says here, uh, miracles. Prophesying, discerning of spirit, different kinds of tongues, an interpretation of tongues. That when somebody speaks in tongues in a church, it's wonderful when somebody will interpret. But if they don't, if no one is doing it, they're holding back or whatever, then the Lord will give you the interpretation. The idea is we are not to be ashamed of the Holy Spirit and that we are Pentecostals. That's who we are. We're a Pentecostal church and we must, we must do as the Lord has shown us to do. So would you turn to John 14? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 14, verses 16 to 17, and 26. If you love me, this is Jesus speaking, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever notice that he's saying here and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not neither knows him but you you he's saying you know him for He dwells with you, and shall be in in you. Those are powerful words from the Lord, where He's telling us not to hold back. He's saying, "Keep His commandments and pray about being that Comforter. Uh, the Comforter to come and abide with us forever, forever. Hallelujah." Hallelujah, this mighty God. Look at verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. The Holy Spirit comforts us, indwells us, teaches us, reminds us, testifies with us, convinces us, guides us, and reveals things to us. The Holy Spirit worships with us to glorify Jesus as we did through our praise and our songs. To glorify Jesus through praise and worship. (laughs) Through praise and worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's when the gifts should be operating. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit is still wanting to tell the world about Jesus today. He is still longing to release his power through the church. To turn the world upside down with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the kind of power of the Holy Spirit. Our coach can release through us if we will take our cues from him and do what he has told (coughs) us to do. The word of God. The word of God. That's why this is Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm surprised that in some news items, it was mentioned. First time I've really seen it. Even mentioned in uh, news articles, you know. So praise God, praise God. I would really like if we could pray together for each of us and for all of those who come and belong to the Branch of Faith Church to have new infillings of the Holy Spirit.